tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Oh, AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another Rain After Show here on AfterBuzz TV for Season 3, Episode 2. This music just gets you going. It does. It's so good. And it's my first episode back of the season, so I am so excited to be back, you guys. That's right. The voice of Keaton Markey. I'm here. I'm here, I swear. I'll be here more often. I just am in a lot of weddings this year. (laughs) I've been gone for a Any of them yours? What? Any of them yours? God, no. All right. (laughs) Well, we, we're definitely, we have some wedding stuff to talk about in this episode. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, this, is, this is a little bit overdue, but we have, uh, you guys may remember him as the Duke of Geese from season one and two. We have Gil Darnell in studio yes! today. Yes! The sweetheart of the show. That's yeah. right. We, I know, you're so nice. <laughs> like, like, no, I never did anything bad on the show. It was a good band. It's hard to believe that you played that evil of a man. Huh? I, I right? despised your character. Oh, thanks very much. But you're <laughs> very sweet. I don't despise you at all. Oh, I'm very happy you. you're here. <laughs> and interesting, no, though, you, you say the same of um, um, the actor who plays Narcisse. Uh-huh. Craig, yeah. Yeah, because he's obviously yeah, he's a, Narcisse he's is the most guy. deplorable yeah. guy on the show, but... It's, it's, oh, he's the worst. Yeah. He's the one like you love to hate. He's like the Joffrey. Yeah. Like a little bit. If you guys watch Game of Thrones, yeah. I always throw out those references. <laughs> but yeah, no, amazing guy. So for t- Even though he's a New Zealander. Oh, he's a Kiwi. So good, so good. So good. <laughs> Aussie Kiwi rather. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we've, we've got a lot to discuss, but before we get into the plot tonight, and we, we of course, uh, by popular demand, still have Castle Corner, and we've got some news and gossip for you. Um, we'll talk with Gil. We'll, we'll kind of recap uh, not not only his time during Rain, but other stuff. So, you know, stay tuned for the plot, because we will get into that. But first, Gil, uh, let's talk. Let's open up with Rain, and then we'll kind of expand to, to the rest of it. Sure. How did you get involved with Rain? Um and you know, what was your what was that experience like? Yeah, I, originally, um, I got called in to play. Remember, there's a character that got killed off. Um, who's trying to get into get it, get with Catherine? They they killed him off. He's one of the Scottish guys. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I got, I got called in for that part, and luckily they they said, oh no, we uh, we've got a we've got a caller role for you coming up. So um, then I went back in to read for a recurring role of the Duke of Guise, and so I knew this was coming up. And then um, so I read a lot into it. I thought, oh, but what a what a joy to play such a such a character on the show and um yeah so then i went to meet all the all the people involved and luckily they they gave me the job so yeah it became a better role than i anticipated did you do when you said you like looked into the character did you look up the real history of oh, this yeah, guy yeah so I, I just i just got immediately onto amazon and i um just downloaded every every <laughs> kindle book on on mary queen of scots and then there's a lot of stuff on the duke of guise too but a lot most of it was in french Okay. So it's like, I mean, I, I'm, my French is okay, but it's like reading a French novel is a, a whole different work of art. But yeah, he's a, just a fascinating, fascinating guy. And his his story, as I was saying to Phil before we we came to air, was, you know, he's uh, he was actually injured, more, almost mostly wounded in this battle in um, in Italy, I think, on the border of Switzerland. But his assistant, my assistant, put himself on top of my body so that um, so that I'd be saved when the when the enemy came through to kill all the people who were wounded. 
my assistant saved me and then I just kind of trudged up after everyone left and got on my horse and rode back oh to France my yeah. gosh where's but his like amazing, biopic yeah, like come on amazing, amazing story amazing amazing guy you know so but yeah no so it was, and it was fascinating to to explore to explore him so but you have to be a baddie yeah. He was he was not like as cool as he seems no. he was. Well, how fun is it to play a villain? Oh yeah, and, and, and I'll never forget the first day because we have uh, all these trained stuntmen playing playing my uh, my my soldiers and all mm. on horseback, amazing horsemen. And I thought it's minus twenty five degrees <laughs> that day. I, I want to go meet my troops, and they said they said, "Gil, do you want? No, you need earmuffs. You need earmuffs." I said, "No, I'm good. I'm I'm, I'm like maxi- <laughs> I'm Maximus. I'm a, I'm a warrior. I can handle this, right?" So I go, "Hey guys, how are you doing?" And I'm about by this time I'm about ten minutes away from shelter, and my ears are just about to drop off my nose. Where are my earmuffs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like Duke of Geese became a big wimp in two seconds flat. Uh, that's that's funny. Well, yeah. you know, when you kind of first got. You know, after doing this research, what were you yeah. most excited to potentially see on the series? Besides, I mean, it seems like this battle certainly, but beyond that, yeah, no, I think because um, the, the humanity of the Duke of Guise, you know, it's like I, I don't think you know, think even the bad guys are, you know, they they don't think he, don't, I didn't think I was bad, and and um, you know, I was, I'm trying to make France great. You know, myself and my brother, we're trying to, we've got the best interests in France in our in our um in our minds and it's just you know we just do everything we can to make sure that we you know we make sure that um that our niece is you know is protected and and we make france great again so mm-hmm. just explain that so yeah. are you looking at me i'm i'm just such a history about <laughs> so i think? could like talk to you like yeah. about like his history and his backstory mm-hmm. Robert, have you ever like have you played very many historical characters before or is this kind of like the um, first real person that you got to portray i think it probably was yeah and i think that's what uh i think yeah aside from drama school you know drama school yeah. <laughs> explored a lot of that but yeah that's i think that was, was so so fascinating and uh you know you know my the pencil thin mustache and the triangular <laughs> goatee but they, they wouldn't have any of that but but no it was uh, yeah it was, it was just amazing just a great great time and such a great crew and every, everyone from the drivers to the to the catering to everyone was just just wonderful. You guys are out so. in the elements, which is yeah. Did and you like, have to do any like training Torrance, ahead of time? Poor Torrance is every, oh, every week is he out in the elements. I mean, when Jonathan Kells was here, you're saying well, how like your your armor is actually it looks like armor, but it's mm-hmm. like it's like like sweatshirt material kind yeah. of, and like that's all to keep you warm. And you guys are just yeah, freezing. We've got, we've got hand warmers in our gloves. We've got leg boot warmers in our boots and everything. So, so you're not method acting. <laughs> oh, of course, I didn't have this. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. I loaded. I loaded up on that stuff as we went on. And the girls are in dresses and like yeah. I mean these like gorgeous dresses. So oh, you yeah. guys, Canada, it's rough it's terrain. <laughs> what was uh, going going back? What was your favorite scene to to you know act in or storyline? You know, from whether season one or two. I mean, season yeah. two, from what I recall, was was more of your heavier stuff in terms of you know you had more involvement. Think, that was that whole Henry storyline and everything kind mm, of going on with that. I think just the, you know, the the opportunity to explore. As you know, I, I didn't when I got killed off. I didn't. I thought I was becoming a. Uh, they were going to have more of an intrigue with with Catherine, mm-hmm. and I just I adore Megan follows, and when I saw it from the very first episode when I was acting with because you can't she speaks so softly like even when we're doing the announcements, you know. The, praise King Henry and, and she's got on her line and then I'm after her and I can't hear what she because she's speaking so softly and I, I just have to hope she's actually said that and then come in and and then she's just so subtle and so and I think just uh, the opportunity to have have uh, 
have more work with her was was fascinating. And we trained with the same acting coach, mm-hmm. and um, as I said, and she's the the sister in law of a, a good friend of mine, and just and she's amazing. She's just amazing. And I don't, I've known nothing about Anna Green Gables, but that's but anyone <laughs> just knows her from that. It's yeah, she's like she's like this like kind of like Canadian like star. She's like the, she the Meryl like Streep of Canada. Yeah, she is. She, <laughs> she basically is. But such you'd never know. She's just a, such a normal, lovely lady, and um, yeah, I think. Who, who did you kind of most befriend? Because I mean, you, you talked about mm-hmm. Craig, uh, who plays Narcisse. You just spoke of Megan, but yeah. but then you know when I mentioned Jonathan Keltz, not that you know you guys weren't friends, but you guys yeah. didn't interact a lot. No, so who, who did you really interact, and who kind of you know perhaps you wanted to, but just yeah, didn't. I think cause like Jonathan. Jonathan was. We never did the same episode. Strangely mm-hmm. enough, we ne- so we never actually worked on the same episode. But I heard so many good things through mutual friends and through other people in the cast. But I think you know I was I'm such a an outsider coming into it coming into it and I, was, I was very you know I really just kind of kept to myself and it worked for me. I wanted because for me you know Adelaide and and Francis they're the, they're brats to me you know <laughs> so I wanted to I didn't want to really be too get too close with yeah, them yeah yeah and always, so I kind of kept my distance and then it, it worked well to because they kind of really didn't know me too well. I don't know that's maybe it's too methody and <laughs> 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 all that sort of rubbish but yeah so. But yeah, so then, uh, but then we're getting to know Craig, like, and I wanted coming into the sh- when Craig came on to the show, Craig Parker came on. I wanted to hate him, you know, because he's nasty and I was like, you know, our storylines. Like, but he's such a sweet. I was like, <laughs> I'm trying to trying to keep method, but he's just such a sweet guy, and I find myself just joking with him. And uh, but yeah, he's just remember, a, he's, he's a, a kiwi. He's a kiwi. He's, he's a, a kiwi. kiwi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, but Megan, I guess yeah. Any any spare second, I was just trying to run to Megan and just hang out in her trailer and just kind of trying to glean some. Hope some excellence just rubs off on me somehow. I mean, this is interesting. You know? I feel like every week her character, like they just want to kill her off, like from, yeah. from the character's perspective, yeah. but obviously from the show perspective, they're like, there's no way we can let well, her go. Well, in history. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> history can re- be rewritten on a CW show. Yeah, come <laughs> well, on, you can't, you can't kill off Catherine. Well, Francis, de is, Francis is never going to die, right? No, well, he's uh, he's pretty close to it at this point. So. Yeah, no, no, not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Um, Don't break those girls' hearts. Uh, Keaton, any other you questions? Know, it's, it's, one thing about um, what an intelligent guy. I'm not sure if you've met met Toby, but he's amazing. He can do the. He just had the Rubik's cube in the trailer one day in the makeup trailer. So someone just gave him just, one minute did it. Are you kidding me? This guy's like a genius. <laughs> he seems like a smart guy. Like he, just, he is. He's just he, so cerebral and just uh, yeah, just a fascinating he's a fascinating guy Adelaide seems to say, I feel like, like they both yeah. seem very very intelligent and that's why yeah. I feel like the chemistry is so strong between them on on camera and you yeah. believe it because they're just I believe that at their young age they could both be monarchs because yeah. they are just <laughs> intelligent people and an amazing thing about those two guys is this apparently wasn't planned okay but Adelaide in Toronto I'm not sure she still does but when I was working there she did she, Adelaide lives on Queen Street <laughs> in Toronto and guess where King Street Toby lives King Street <laughs> but they didn't plan this I said come on surely you... but they uh, yeah it's pr- apparently it wasn't planned interesting <laughs> I'm sure some assistant was like wouldn't it be funny if we yeah. just did this and yeah let's, let's uh, set them up in these apartments yeah, and then, yeah Nostradamus he was a lovely guy too um, oh, oh yeah. we call him Hostradamus aren't we, we, we call does. Hostradamus, Hostradamus on the show yeah. Yeah. you don't call him that on the, set no just no, just, pri- <laughs> just privately just, just privately Hostradamus <laughs> What's up, buddy? What, what, yeah, uh, yeah, I wonder why he doesn't text me anymore. Oh, well. <laughs> <Those Hostradamus texts. laughs> uh, that'd be funny. Uh, Keaton, any other rain questions before we? Uh, oh gosh, kind of I could go on forever and be like, so 
You I love that you guys are so, you, you guys I know, are really super fans. Show, yeah. it's awesome. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, favorite. I mean, do you guys have any like funny like kind of like any like t- times on set where it was just really funny that that you kind of think back of and you're like that was a fun day or that yeah. was kind of a crazy day minus your nose falling off and ears yeah, falling exactly. off. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so uh, <laughs> I had to. I had to. I'm, I'm a, they, they, the great thing about it was we had to become great horsemen, you know. So we had like I thought, like, you know, give me as many riding lessons as I. I see, so every special every spare second, I'd race out to like 40 minutes north of Toronto, and they train me how to ride the horse well. Because as a kid, I wanted to be a jockey, but I was scared of horses. <laughs> Slight career drawback. Anyway, so um, but when I finally get on my horse for the for the first scene on my horse, it's like five foot deep in snow, right? And as I said, all my all the guys, the stuntmen, are amazing riders, right? And they say, okay, Gil, so this is what we're gonna do. You're gonna you're gonna trot out of the snow, trot out of the snow, take your take your army to this mark, stop on this mark, sit, hold your guys behind, hold your men behind, <laughs> and then you just trot onto the castle, right? And so okay, okay, yeah, no, no, no problem, no problem. And and this, it's a huge wide shot, right? So all that, like, we got cameras everywhere. And it's like you, this can't go wrong. So, and action! And I'm kicking my horse, not not hard enough. Right? And my horse is so plastic, he won't move. So I'm kicking and all the guys behind me. The, ex- the expert guys are here. <laughs> they're, trying, they're trying to get my horse to move, and suddenly my horse just takes off. Oh! And I was like, I can't. And I was like, and cut. And I, okay, Gil, da, 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 da. and we do this about three times. And they say, okay, Gil, that's uh, that's enough for the day. I said, you're bringing my stunt man now, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So in the final cut, it's just me just walking and <laughs> walking the whole my horse. I was like. Here's me wanting to be a jockey. What a failure. Well, they probably put you on like the most, yeah. like, you know, it's like you can't put my, my the, horse, the face actor on like the crazy <laughs> horse, but then yeah. the crazy horse. Oh, my, my horse Clancy was incredible. He was like a white horse. See, I was a good guy. The yeah. bad guy rides a bad black horse. I rode a white horse. No, you were in I'm disguise. A, I was a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, you were like Saruman. Because yeah. it wasn't he on like a white horse at first, and then he. Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen Lord of the Rings, not Saruman. Oh, what's Saruman. his name? Um, they're they're Sharon and Saruman. Saruman. Yeah, they sound and I can similar. Never yeah. get Whatever. which one's which. <laughs> I know, right? That's the fact that they. I wish I could tell Tolkien. Don't name him that. Too <laughs> <laughs> similar. It's like Tyrion and Ty- Tyrion, Tyrion and Tywin. Yeah, it's like I still yeah. to this day I don't know. I know. I, I always they're like, no, you're I, I the imp and the mean guy. Yeah, the mean dad. What a, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I, I'm good. Do you have any right. more questions about well, me? Well, let's 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 expand this world of gills. Um, <laughs> well, currently you're on. Do you Fox- say word of skills or word of gills? Wor- world, world of, of gills. gills. World of gills. The okay. world of gills. <laughs> gill. um, you're currently now uh, on Fox's Bones. Yeah. Uh, you, you just started uh, this past Thursday. Yeah. Did you watch it? I am unfortunately ah, not. Scandalous. Yeah. Um, you know, I. I, I you know, I haven't seen Bones before, and so yeah. I, I felt it would have been just me. It would have been scandalous for me to just jump in. I have to start with... Good save, man. Good save. i got to start from the back. <laughs> okay. Well, and then you, that's yeah. a, you go really far back for Bones. My first... Yeah, my first 11th season, I mean. Yeah. Incredible. My first extra gig ever was uh-huh. on Bones, no and way. it was such a fun day because it was like the 200th episode, I think, and uh-huh. we it was like set in the 1950s, and so we all got to be like dressed in like really cool vintage uh-huh, cool. costumes, and... Uh, um, the main guy was he was uh, directing it so I was like oh my god Angel no. <laughs> I was like oh my god <laughs> yeah. oh my god David Moriarty yeah. yeah so but it was everybody on that crew is so nice oh. I worked on that show a couple times so. oh, seriously like they you know they, when I first started because I was just a guest star to them and they didn't know I was going to do anything else and they just embraced me like I was a series regular you know and just mm-hmm. the sweetest nicest people that I've you know 
ever worked at, except for Marine, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, but you're no, just, just saying the same thing, Marine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But just, yeah, what a one from, uh, yeah, it's just what a joy to. And, and what, what, and what to is the storyline that you're doing? To go on Fox Studios every day is just amazing. Um, so basically, uh, I'm playing a Pulitzer. That's, now, the great story behind this is I'm playing a Pulitzer Prize winning photographer. <laughs> so doing my research for this, I, I know nothing about really about uh, photography, although, although I played a photographer on Entourage. Yeah. And then, um, and so. I, uh, I just I googled like Pulitzer Prize winning photographers and I th- saw these books by this guy called David Kennelly so I ordered these books and the great thing about Kindles you can read them straight away and I got to do these other hardbacks in and stuff so I'm reading all about this guy David Kennelly this fascinating guy all this and about trying to how he captures an image and everything I turn up on set and they've set up the um, the set like a gallery right with all these photos and I, I recognize this. <laughs> it's, this is David. These surely these are David Kennelly's photos, right? Mm-hmm. And I hear the director saying, "Oh, did I, David Kennelly?" I said, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! You've based this cat? Yeah, we based this character on David Kennelly. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I got all his books." And so then I was like, "Total brownie points." And they, wow, this guy's. <laughs> oh, this guy comes prepared. Yeah. He yeah. is ready to go. And so then it's, it's, oh, we got to take a photo. We'll take a photo of you in the box, and we'll get. He's a good friend of mine. We'll get David to come down. So, literally within two hours on set. This guy that I've been reading about is on set, and I was like, it's like hey, David, David, tell me about, uh, you know, when you go on assignment, what do you do here? And what a amazing sweetheart, lovely, like totally unassuming. If I'd want to pull it, surprise it, hey, guys, Facebook, <laughs> check out my pull up. <laughs> but David's such a wonderful, modest guy. And so, yeah, it's basically about that. And um, one of the girls, uh, Michaela, takes a, takes a shine to me. She's practicing photography. And then, um, so she has this, this, I can't, I'm not giving spoiler alerts because it's aired on Thursday. So, um, so I t- actually turn up to her exhibition. She's in the, she thinks everyone's joking because I've signed on the silent auction, but it actually is me. And and then so yeah, we just filmed the uh, follow up episode from that, and it's yeah, it's kind of good little. It's very interesting how it goes. So are you going to become long, bad? Long, may it last, last ten more seasons. <laughs> no, it's like well, I hope not. It's like um, it's cool to actually play a play like a normal a nice guy. guy. <laughs> I think I'm a nice guy. Yeah, Do, directors so, yeah. and writers must love you because I mean just. Just even kind of reading your history and now yeah. the way you speak, I mean, yeah. you, you're so well versed, and you, you just well, do a lot right. of research. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. I mean, what, I mean what, how many what, languages do you speak in total? Man, you know, seven. I, no. I mean, is, is it seven? I mean, it's no, more. It says no. Yeah, yeah. No. Twenty-seven. <laughs> no, I mean, like I've always had a passion for languages, and um, the problem with me is that that I I take on too much. Like I, I was, like, yeah, I want to learn French. Man, like I, I was studying, <laughs> I was studying three languages at this Beverly Hills Lingual Institute at one time, and. Um, and I, I was so proud of myself, and I said to the receptionist, "So I must be studying the most languages here, right?" And I think she says, "No, actually, we've got a we've got one guy who studies four languages. Put me down for Arabic and Portuguese." <laughs> <laughs> and then so I'm trying to that, but every week the homework is just like I should just do one language every year. And but yeah, I just love it, you know. And so what? But what a great opportunity to to learn. I used to work at Heathrow Airport, and um, and like just doing promotions, like handing out flyers, and everyone hated this job. And I thought, what a great opportunity because you see all these people from everywhere in the world. Let's learn something today, right? So you, you see all the passports. You say, see a Finnish guy come and say, "Hey, man, what's it? how do you say hello in Finnish?" And he say, "Hey," I say, "Okay, thanks, man. Hey." <laughs> <laughs> so the next Finnish passport you see come through, you say, "Hey," and he goes, "Huh?" I say, hey. "I say, how do you say thank you in your language?" He says, "Gitos." I say, "Okay, gitos, thanks, man." And he goes, "Next Finnish guy, hey, gitos." Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> this guy speak Finnish in Heathrow Airport, you know. So, but well, yeah, what an opportunity, you know. It's, um, but yeah, but like, there's only so much you can take on. So, yeah, but I mean, you, you I mean, but just, I, grew, just, I grew up in Hong Kong as a kid, so I spoke speak Cantonese, which is the craziest thing. But oh that's, wow! But that's because I there's no special skill because I grew up there. That's my hometown, you know. But um, but my twin brothers are like, like you think they're Chinese? They speak so well. <laughs> really? Yeah. Now, now yeah. you're uh, you're you're basing a project 
yeah, on your on brothers. The, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, and with your uh, love of wushu. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it wasn't initial love of wushu. I wanted to be, because uh, Hong Kong's such an amazing kung fu. The kung fu scene there is so incredible. And um, so I based both my, my twin brothers, <laughs> I based the story on them taking to extremes. So one brother's a, an amazing gambler, the most. He's incredible with horses. He can look at a horse and see if it's ready to win and just, he's just amazing. And then the other brother's a, an amazing, was a police inspector in Hong Kong. And so I've taken it to extremes, and my dad's a Supreme Court judge in real life. So, like, the, the father gets die, gets killed by the triads, who are like the mafia of Hong Kong, and then there's two twins end up on opposite sides of the law. One becomes an amazing um, crime fighter, and the other one seems to be, uh, you know, like a triad, a mafia guy. But actually, he's trying to infiltrate the system from the inside to get revenge. So they're both working for the same goal, but the good brother thinks that the bad ones are total deadbeats mm-hmm. and... Yeah, so don't anyone steal my story. Like, <laughs> no, this is, I'm like so into it. I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, that's and so crazy. yeah. And it's like you know, so of, of so the the protagonist is like the good the good cops like a lethal weapon, Mel Gibson sort of sort of guy with a bit of Darth Vader in there too, you know. And uh, <laughs> you know, try and pick, picture this, and then yeah, and that, and as kids, that my twin brothers were these amazing cross country runners. And so I, uh, yeah, so I just based it on them. And yes, we're, we're just, anyone got $5 million? Oh, let's make this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's all ready to go. And it's been a great experience. And doing that, I had a development executive from Weinstein's getting other projects. And we've got another project very similar aligned to Gravity, like a really cool space project. And so we're, we're working on that. And it's all ready to go, just getting, raising the financing for it. So are you kind of like yeah. it's it seems like you're yeah. kind of diving into the the world of writing, the world of producing, is that Yeah. Yeah, it's like only only producing for my sake. Yeah. <laughs> um but writing in the sense that yeah, I want that story told as cuz I know Hong Kong so well and mm-hmm. I, you know cuz in the middle of Hong Kong we have this a horse racing track and imagine Times Square and there's a horse racing track right in the middle of Times Square with 100,000 people watching twice a week and it's just it's just crazy and it's like that and it's just uh, just a gambling mad town, and that's just like that's so cool. Intriguing. Yeah. Have you ever been town. to the Derby, the, no, Kentucky? <laughs> the Kentucky Derby? No, I haven't. No, but that's I, probably I'd love nothing to compared to, but to I go Hong to, Kong. <laughs> yeah, and I, I used to. Um, you know, I used to, when I used to, uh, so I went from Hong Kong to Australia, and I was I was actually in the phys ed field. I only got into acting like when I was um, like 28, 30 years old. But um, so I used to study the horse. I'd do all my work from Monday to Thursday, and every Friday I'd have off, and I'd just study horse racing for for the whole day, and then go to the races on Saturday. And make, that's what, yeah, I made three hundred dollars. Really? Nice. My, my, little, my little sister works um, with with racehorses, yeah. and she worked at a breeding farm, and now she works with yearlings. And mm-hmm. that she wants to be a trainer, and so yeah. she lives in Kentucky, and oh, we all went to the Derby. And yes, oh, she, amazing, she, right? she knows the, what, how to like America stops. Yeah, well, and she yeah. she just knows she can literally look at a horse similar, and she just knows yeah. she knows like she'll tell me, okay, these are gonna be the top three. Yeah, and like those, if they're not in the top three, they'll be in the top five. Yeah. and it's crazy. I'm like, I don't know how you do it, and she's yeah. she's so little. Skill, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like what? Yeah, it's amazing. I, just, I love I love horses, but yeah. But you can't yeah. get them to go. I can't. I, can't, oh, yeah. I, can't, I have no idea how to make a move. <laughs> but I, like, I can look like I'm, I know. Yeah, I'm there you go. All you have to do is bet on them. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to know which one's yeah. going to go faster than the other. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you don't have to be the guy on it. Yeah, right. Uh, very cool. Um, anything else that you want to kind of tell the, the you know the fans while, while you have this opportunity before we get into uh, uh, Rain's episode? Yeah. I don't know, like that's, there's a I'd love everyone. To, unfortunately, it's not released. Yet. I don't know. It's a film called Redirected. It's this crazy film I shot in shot in Europe, and basically it's like Hangover meets um, meets Lock, Stock, Two Smoking Barrels or, or Snatch. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, you know it's like I have this bulletproof plan to um, to <laughs> to rob this this gangster Vinnie Jones and then uh, we we just fly off to Malaysia can't go wrong and then we, we we get the money we get on our plane and there's the the, the volcanoes of that happened in Iceland years ago mm-hmm. cause our plane to be redirected to Lithuania and so we spend one night in Lithuania and everything just goes horribly wrong <laughs> and the sto- then it just tells my story the two other guys stories like the four guys and the one guy's kind of roped into the whole thing and it's just it's it's an insane tale and it's, I think it's I think it's hilarious I'm I just love, hope it gets a wider audience in America I, I, I love those types of movies yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's a huge success and huge like success a comedy in of errors yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly and I end up like running the streets of Lithuania naked with a with a <laughs> handcuff to so, a ra- handcuff uh, to a radiator so yeah there you go that's how you yeah, get a female go. audience yeah. <laughs> you got me a lock talks yeah. two smoking barrels you got yeah. a whoa, whoa. Yeah. easy tight easy. yeah but yeah redirect watch that Redirected, and would you know when that comes out? Yeah, I really don't know what's happening with the American release. I know you can get it now on DVD, probably, probably anywhere on Amazon or iTunes. But, um, but yeah, yeah, it's a funny film. Check it out. Yeah, so look there for it. Yeah, exactly. Support good people. Yeah, right? really, seriously. Like you're talking about <laughs> yeah. how everybody's a sweetheart, and you're just like you're so nice. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's let's dive into tonight's episode. Uh, as mentioned, season three. Episode two, Keaton. Overall thoughts. Overall thoughts of this episode. This season has like come on really, really strong for me. I've been, I really enjoy it. I'm so glad that like the giant elephant in the room of Francis dying is finally out there because you know me, I always like fight for the historical accuracy. Even though CW takes a lot of liberties, but no. I don't hate you for it. <laughs> I don't. I love you for it. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think it was good. I love having Catherine back. She do you know which favorite. episode he's gonna die though? And you I say spoiler alert if you do. I think I do know what episode he's going to die in. All right, then. I, don't, I, I, I shouldn't say it, though. Let's, so, just, so, let's pretend so, we don't. So, I mean, so Americans say spoiler. If you say spoiler alert, that means everyone just shuts their yeah, ears. Yeah, they can just, it's like oh, earmuffs. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, they have the option to skip over it. The creators have already come out and said he's going to die before the end of the season. Yeah. yeah, but that could be in episode three, or that could be in episode uh, the penultimate episode. So... The, Ah, uh, I feel like I feel <laughs> so like it doesn't mid- really give us much. Mid-season finale, we're gonna lose them. Okay, we're gonna lose them. Okay, I'll be really sad though. It won't be the same, but they've already changed all like the little promos, and instead of Mary and Francis, it's Mary and Elizabeth. So it's very sad. So she's, she's not gone. going anywhere. No, of course not. She, I, I won't spoil what happens to her, but just look it up. <laughs> <laughs> read a book. Yeah, yeah, read a book. Exactly. <laughs> Doesn't have to be French. There's a scandalous thought. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, what do you think? Well, I, I really like, uh, I, I like how we're bringing Elizabeth, and obviously now we're seeing more and more of her, and, and in particular her solo. Mm-hmm. You know, because last week it was her and Catherine. This week it's her dealing with the with, with the aftermath of that. And kind of the pressures on her, and so so to now see. Whereas Catherine, she's, you know, she's always kind of been very strong. But to see Elizabeth, who is supposed to be strong, but deep down, you know, she she has her breakdown tonight and she cries. Uh, I I like seeing the the dichotomy of Mary and her. I was very I was because I know obviously I don't know how much uh, influence you were 
or how much you interacted with wardrobe. Mm-hmm. But I know the wardrobe department is huge yeah. for Rain. Amazing. Like the way that they dress these girls and, and the men as well is, yeah. is absolutely stunning where they pull their costumes from and everything. And I was I was very kind of interested in the fact of how they dressed Elizabeth this episode because she is this amazing strong monarch. And mm-hmm. last week's episode she looked fierce. Like the way she had her collar. It looked like your traditional Elizabeth, obviously Again, they they don't make them look. It's like modernized versions of these of these historical figures. Mm. But this week's episode, I thought she looked very passive. She had like a braid. She did not look like the queen that she was last week. And I wonder if they did that on purpose I because of name. like what what was <coughs> um, uh, what was what was the name of the girl with the hideous face? Clarissa. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's it. no because I, I, I she kind of reminded me of Clarissa. What? But a very attractive. Uh, no, actually, the actors are very attractive. She, oh, she's stunning. Yeah. But, but the mm. hair, and she had, yeah. you know, she had what dirt all over his face. Did we ever get that resolved? What happened to her? I, you know she's what? Dead. Still, oh, she, you know what? It's still, yeah. I'm, it's still TV. What? We brought in King Henry. We can bring back you know, can the bring, Duke of Guise. We can really? bring Duke back anybody. You could come back. Evil twin. Oh, if they brought King Henry back, you know he's like that's like the weight of my heart, really. <laughs> Let's start with Bash and, and kind of the supernatural because that seems to be. I, I feel like they, you know, with Bash, they don't mm-hmm. quite know which way to go with him, and so they give him that supernatural storyline. And, uh, and for me, it's Keaton. What, what, did, you, what did you think, uh, kind of dealing with this? Because I never know because they're playing the fine line of it could be real or it could be supernatural, and it. It splits the middle. I just want them to give Bash more things that mean, like, I feel like things are so serious with what is going on within the castle and within the monarchy and within the family. And so, like, the fact that Bash is always running off to, like, do these... uh, Errands. Errands. (laughs) um, And uh, taking care of mystical things and stuff. I'm kind of just like... Bash is like... Like, he was... When when we had that kind of love triangle between him, Mary, and Mm -hmm. Francis, season one... I, I thought I loved his character so much and like I still loved what was going on with Kenna and all that stuff but I felt like I just I want to bring Bash back into back to reality this mm-hmm. season a little bit and I'm very much over this the witch lady that he's chasing after let me ask you this not that you had any kind of involvement <laughs> I, I, in I say super... keep Bash out in the wilderness yeah Torrance loves Benelli he's fine <laughs> give him some more errands he has a fun time but, but um, you know did they Again, not that you were involved in these storylines, but did they ever kind of go over about, you know, where they stood, where where Rain's stance on the supernatural is? Uh, not, not That's the ultimate question to me. Yeah, no, they never confided anything to me. I mean, Laurie was a sweetheart. She's like, I, I she said, said I could, you know, to, to ring her anytime. And I, I was like, I wish I'd taken her up. I, then I could have said, hey, Laurie, tell me about the supernatural. You call her <laughs> right me. now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I'd, like, um, I have no insight at all into it. Well, what would then, then, uh, from your perspective, uh, you know, seeing the storylines, yeah. uh, you know, are they, do you think they're playing it more that it is the supernatural or that it's, uh, it's just something real and, you know, we, we're mistaking it for something supernatural, but there's an explanation behind it. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd go with the latter. Well, I mean, what do you think? You, I, I, I like the idea that they're, playing with it that you know it just turns out to be you know someone's shadow that everyone's scared yeah. of what it was oh, really he, i i actually like that i don't necessarily i don't necessarily want the supernatural brought yeah. into this i think there's so much interesting stuff going on that i, I it's almost superfluous yeah. which is a compliment to them ultimately mm-hmm. yeah so. it's, and it is it's such a fascinating story 
as as it is you know as history was written yeah that um yeah i guess you don't really need that but i think it's it adds an extra because because I, I mean th- those days was all about you know they all had their their um these crazy beliefs and the mystical beliefs didn't they and they didn't really know how as much about how the world ticks as that we do these days so yeah well i mean you know what the, the one thing certainly the the one Narcisse, right? Speaking of, mm-hmm. we brought up Hostradamus <laughs> at the beginning, but you know his one prophecy <laughs> has stayed throughout this, where yeah. that Francis will eventually die. Yeah, and you know certainly yeah. that's come to fruition. But yeah, we thought yeah. we were going to get it last season, and then it didn't happen. They we thought, they, we thought maybe sure, first I was, season too. I was sure he's going to die in this season too. <laughs> no, they've said it. They've they've put it out yeah. there. the The creators of Rain have said Francis will be gone. Toby, I'm so sad, will be gone. And yeah. it breaks my heart, but he will be. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like going back to the supernatural. I do enjoy the fact that they kind of leave it up to your interpretation because mm-hmm. I feel like that is what the supernatural is to everybody, even in modern day, is like, like who believes in it? How much that's do you believe in it? That's what drives me nuts. I need an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, you know, that's why I watch TV, just, just hang, get answers. Hang in there seven more seasons. Just hang in there, man. <laughs> is it going to be seven more seasons? Uh, it's all confirmed um all right let's let's move on to uh, you know uh, lola is uh, is one of your favorite characters i don't know if you told me yeah, off yeah, air yeah, or, real, or during the show real but, life yeah, real life personas yeah yeah she's an amazing girl and uh so i i really like the storyline uh because here here's narcisse uh who i think genuinely likes lola and yet the way he finally ends up wooing her is the most deplorable act <laughs> by by putting rats into just, her know, there there's a rat she found a rat in her bathtub with nice. a note that said from narcisse yeah. basically uh you know well, paraphrasing he's, he's obsessed with baths isn't he narcisse yes. loves a good bath <laughs> <laughs> and that's the th- right? that's the thing because that so uh lola then thinks it's catherine because you know how much have you shared with catherine about mm-hmm. you know our intimate relationship yeah. He's like, I didn't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'll protect you, and and he coerces her into uh... an affair. An yeah. affair. Well, because yeah. he she he wants to marry her. He wants to make an honest woman out of her. She's kind of like, nah. Let's just have some fun because this is kind of Francis will never approve. This won't be good. And uh, somehow this episode, though, he seals the deal. Just oh, so yeah? you know. oh, he oh, does. Nice. He does. He sealed the deal this episode, right? Is that what, how? That's how you would interpret it, right? I mean, he, he's there at the picnic. He makes he, he, he at, at her favorite <laughs> picnic spot. He's there waiting. She's like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "He's I'm creepy." Here. Yeah, but like, he, it's like the he way toes he's the line her is creepy. He toes that line between creepy and not creepy. He's almost like modern day. I, creepy I, this and is charming. Modern <laughs> no, in modern day, this is what I, I you know, uh, on one of the other after shows, I forget what it was. Like people were uh, looking at women's Pinterest okay. and based off of that, setting up like the best first dates, which seems like a good kinda... idea, but it's also creepy. Yeah. That's what Narcissa is. That's a nice analogy. No, but like I, I hope the people who are looking at the Pinterest boards aren't leaving dead rats with notes tied to their legs in these women's bathtubs. That's what sets it over the top. <laughs> yes. That's a little more creepy, has to be said. Very creepy. Yeah. But so, do we like Narcisse in this regard? Because, you know, I I genuinely like Narcisse, but after t- tonight's episode, I'm just, you know, that, as soon as we see that, I'm like, ah, oh, you're back to, I don't like you anymore. You're, you're, you're not a good guy at all. With you can't losing, be trusted. I know, but with losing Francis, I truly believe that he Narcisse is a character that has been written to that he does truly love Lola and that he will protect her, and within protecting her, will protect her son. 
Francis's son. So I feel like it's a good match for her because I don't feel like she's going to really get anybody else. And she might. And Narcisse is a powerful man. Like as much as you might not yeah, think he is. Yeah, but that power is, could go against France, and certainly Mary. That's what scares me in the so most. So does he have the best interests of France? That's what I'm saying. How many yeah. times do he, he he's the guy with the information, but let's say he decides to cut it off. But you know, it's but if it comes down to it, like Lola, your son or your best friend. So you're saying I not feel like the best she's friend. gonna choose for her <laughs> she's gonna choose her son. I think that's something we're gonna see a lot of having her having her have to choose. But okay, I want to know what scenario because why wouldn't Mary also help protect the son? Because it's not her child. There you go. And it threatens her reign. Okay. So in the end, once Francis is gone and she loses that protection, he is a huge threat to her. So I don't know. I don't know. I think they're gonna. I think Narcisse is gonna sneak his way into Lola's heart even more. And end up getting married to her and then going to try to turn her against Mary. And I think, yeah, it's going to be sad because they're besties. (laughs) Let me ask you guys this just from an opinion um, perspective. Is it good – this is now – last week we had Frances telling her that that she shouldn't go with Narcisse. Now you have Mary telling her. It's one of those things when you tell someone don't do this, they're much more apt to do it. And I feel like – that's part of the reason. I don't know, you know, I don't know if she'd be fully into this if it wasn't for that as well. Do you guys agree or disagree? I like the theory. I agree with the theory. <laughs> it's like the old, uh, you know, sending sending the your daughter to convent school and she ends up, you know, thinking she's going to be safe and the convent girl always rebels, doesn't she? So, yeah, <laughs> right. It's like all my Catholic school girlfriends. They all got crazy. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. No, come on. Let's, let's go. Come on. Come on, Keaton. Not me. I Spill. said all my friends. Okay. No, it's like, it's like the like you, you, you tell somebody don't touch the big red button, they want to touch it even more. So it's, yeah. I don't know. I can see that, I can see that theory working and stuff, but that's not how I want to go through life. You tell me not to do something, I don't know. I'm not going to do it unless it's like a stupid reason you're telling me not to do it. Mm-hmm. So... That might be silly, but <laughs> then it's all. Yes, I'll try definitely. it out next week, and I'll report back to viewers yeah, whether or not Keaton know. took the took the bait. Took the bait. Oh, I don't. Need, you haven't told me not to do anything yet. I will. Okay. I can't tell you now because you're gonna know what it is. Okay. Well, good luck with that one. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, so, Claude and Lath. Let's talk about this because uh, last week we got Greer. This week we don't get Greer, but we get Lath. And last week we didn't get Lath. Um, and you know, Claude is. Or Laith is Claude's bodyguard now. Potentially, there, there's a developing romance. I don't Question know. Did you ever, did you ever have scenes with Claude? No, she just started when I was. Ah, uh, yeah, when, when you were when yeah. I was getting that, yeah. killed, man. Um, yeah, I. So what? She's she's dating. She's now so Laith and Greer broke up. Okay. Sad face, oh. right? Yeah, you know, it's like they're meant to be together. But it was Laith's decision. It. It so why did they break up? Because she wouldn't. Uh, she wouldn't stop her Being job at the a, horror house uh, a okay. madam but she wasn't yeah she's he not he wanted her to be yeah, a, like a good woman <laughs> <laughs> so I mean yeah makes sense yeah I can't hate him I don't know I, I don't think Claude is a good match for Laith I think Claude is crazy and I think Laith belongs with Greer even though she's a madam he needs to get over it true love is true love what are the what, is the, what are the Twitter people yeah, yeah what are the Twitter people? I don't know. People, they, everybody loves Lath and Greer together. Yeah. Most people do, and just because like that was kind of that in that very, I think it was in, even in the pilot episode, the Nost- the Nostradamus kind of prediction of who yeah. she would 
be who would be her one true love and the guy it was okay. late and so he worked so hard to get up to his, the status he is now and she kind of has fallen so they're like they've gone like this uh but yeah she's i don't know i feel like they're meant to be together they're gonna end up together someday just okay. we're gonna have to kind of beat around the bush and he's gonna go through a couple other ladies including a princess that would bring up his status mm. <laughs> no. yeah, big time eh? i mean how was you know um it was surprising to see Leif kind of spying on um Charles and and um Claude when they were talking about Francis' death that's not typical of Leif um yeah I mean, no. did you, do you think it was typical it was not typical but i don't know Leif is figuring out how to be in at court and he you know he falls into things and Leif is not the kind of guy like like he's 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 a helper. He he's a people pleaser, and he always wants to help people, and that's what gets him in trouble a lot. So he probably heard, oh, it sounds like something's wrong with Claude, and so he's staying and listening around. And it's like, oh crap, I just heard something I wasn't supposed to hear, and you know. But then again, he turns it back of like Claude, like I went and looked for what you were looking for. How can I help you? Because I want to help you, and because that's just who Leith is, and he's a good dude. And I I don't think he meant to be malicious by overhearing their conversation. Could he quit his job because technically he was assigned to, to Claude by Catherine? So could he just be like, you know what? I'm, I'm done I'm with good. this. <laughs> he, he told her that today. He's like, your mom's in jail. Sorry about you, but I'm out. Like, he said that today. So, yeah, he could very well walk away. This negates the contract. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think that's more than fair. Um, speaking of uh, Catherine, let's, this, this is uh, in terms of France. This is the most interesting part of the storyline. Catherine revolves around all of this. Um, and we kind of opened the episode up where Francis is declaring to all all of his uh, family members, and, and including Bash, that he is dying. And I wasn't expecting this to come this early. I thought I thought for sure he would hide it mm-hmm. because it's one of those things. And and correct me if if perhaps I'm wrong, but whenever you the and I think Catherine was the one who said this. But the secrets are best kept when when it's only you, because as soon as you tell one person, mm-hmm. the world knows. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, I feel great like great advice because now, yeah. late, see, we're talking about late. Now he knows. Now yeah. Lola knows. And now what Lola knows, Narcisse could know. Heard it through the grapevine. It's just uh, we're, we're, I thought it was a bad move by Francis, perhaps. But you know, they at some point they need to find allies in this. It can't just be him and Mary. Like it, they can't do this alone. And I think that's been a like a problem of theirs in the past, where they thought they could do it alone, and they've gotten in trouble because of it. You know, and obviously they've trusted the wrong people at times too. But they're trying to keep it as best in their inner circle as they can, and they're trying to cover their tracks too, while always having somebody look at like watching Catherine because. For example, their uh, Francis's little brother went to go speak with Catherine, and uh, they made sure they had somebody overhearing any type of conversation they would have, so they would cover their tracks and make sure that she couldn't double cross them again. Which, so I think they're learning from their mistakes. They're making smarter decisions, and they're also realizing we can't do this alone. We need each other, and we need our family and friends. So I think it's a smart move. Do you think it's smart? Sounds smart to me. I'm Character sold, arcs here. I'm Character arcs. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I just I just think it's a bad move. Again, now now, now half the French court could, you know, it's episode three. I'm telling you. I know. This know. is moving very fast. I feel like we're, I, we're only two episodes in, but I literally feel like the story of the season has gone like it, we would be at the mid-season finale. Of like so when, when, did, when did Francis's little brother come into the show? Uh, he came in last week. 
Okay. Um, and but now obviously his his involvement is uh, has grown in tonight's episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you know I mean in terms of he's not going anywhere. I, I think mm. he's going to have a major storyline for you know certainly the rest of the season. Well, because what happens when Francis passes away in history? What I don't want to like people can go make. ahead spoiler. Hmm. So obviously Catherine is very instrumental in what he does after Francis dies and what happens to Mary. And uh, they might be trying their best right now to make sure she's okay, but um, things are going to get a little shady. And uh, we don't hang out at French court forever. Yeah. She, well, so doesn't, yeah. Uh, spoiler, no, go, spoiler, go, spoiler. Alert. Alert. Let's talk about history. I love it. Spoiler alert. Doesn't um, once Francis dies, doesn't isn't that when Mary does head to Scotland? Yeah, she gets. I, I believe like they, <clears throat> they kick her out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, because so there's no reason for her to be there. Anymore, no, exactly. and uh, she's just a threat to Catherine, yeah. and like, they, yeah. So okay, yeah. So I I feel like we're gonna have a whole new location then, maybe second half of the season, you like not French enough? Court anymore. Oh, I guess if he unless if he goes end of at the yeah, probably, finale, yeah, probably we start the next season, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, think I gonna, don't think I don't think I don't think we're gonna get. A, fourth location well maybe we'll get like the 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 season finale cliffhanger will be mary just getting kicked out of the castle by Catherine. i think i think that makes sense because you know last season we we all speculated when elizabeth's coming and every week it would be keen we're getting elizabeth (laughs) next week (laughs) i want to i just love elizabeth i i I love her she's her story well we got her in the season finale we got the glimpse of like Hello, Catherine. <laughs> and then cut to black. Yeah. And then, obviously, now we have her, but uh, it, it took a while to get there. So I don't, I don't think we're going to Scotland anytime soon. Mm. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Oh, well. Sorry. Sorry, kid. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> I'm going to go to Scotland next year, so. <laughs> yeah. Are you really? I think I'm going to make a trip. I, oh, nice. I love Scotland. I haven't been in a while. So I me, digress. <laughs> yeah, is this, uh, because if, if you're Francis, why aren't you killing Catherine. You know that she, as long mm-hmm. as this woman is alive, just like as long as Narcisse is alive, because for the longest time I thought the only way to get rid of Narcisse was to kill him. She remains a threat. Well, Mary and even, so, Mary said it. She's like, we we cannot, he doesn't want not only the death of his father on his conscience, but then as well as the death of his mother. And obviously Francis is a religious guy. Like, he's he was brought up very religious and so with his death looming, I doubt he really wants to get any more blood on his hands when he's going to be going. That's when Mary steps up, tells Bash, "Hey, you're going to go to the woods again, yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> you're going to do something. But when you come back, tell tell them that you've taken Catherine to a far away, far away country but when, that no one's ever heard of. But when Francis goes, isn't that doesn't that open up the way for Bash to come back into a? Well, that's some of the like some of the the whispers that Catherine is putting in Charles's ear, which yeah. is Francis's younger brother. Is mm-hmm. you have all these threats? Yeah, like you need me. You don't like Mary's a threat, and like Bash is a threat, and mm-hmm. uh, they're like the bastard son is a threat. And so this whole episode was really interesting because it was Charles kind of being like, "Who do I listen to?" As this like fourteen year old kid who's mm-hmm. now kind of at the center of what's going to happen with this giant alliance between France and Scotland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, by the end of this episode, he's now betrothed to Mary as soon as Francis kicks the bucket, which is kind of awkward. Really awkward, actually. Mm. 
I don't know, you're 14 and you're yeah, older right. brother. Like that's I I mean the whole way things worked back then was was awkward, so <laughs> it's interesting to see <laughs> it play out. Especially cuz that kid looks so young. The kid they got to oh, play really? his his younger brother. He looks very very young. He's very good. Yeah. Well, he's he, certainly older than when we first met Charles. Yeah, so it's not the same guy. Obviously. Oh no. I, yeah. I, I know he definitely so. hit a growth okay. spurt if it was cuz yeah, yeah. he's really oh, tall. Okay, okay. Um but yeah. yeah. I, I mean, if I had to get like age-wise, if I had to guess, like uh, when we first saw Charles from an act, from an actor yeah. perspective, he looked like he was eight, yeah. right? To me, mm-hmm. at least. And now he, he, I think he to me looks more like fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Um. So we'll see. There, there's there's a lot. I mean, if the interesting part to me is now it almost starts like a brotherly feud in some sense because how much can you really trust Charles? You well, want to do right by him. He's, he's your brother, but um, obviously is Charles he, like a Joffrey sort of guy? Is he? Or I, he's a brat. He's a teenager. Okay, he's a brat, and so he's he, looking forward to his time in the sun. Is he? Yeah, and he doesn't. Well, he's looking forward to his time in the sun. He doesn't want to get married. He's mm-hmm. a young kid. He's like, I'm going to marry for love. Like you got to marry for love. I'm not going to marry the woman who you love. Like you guys are obviously in love, and that's going to be weird. Like he's kind of like, like that's weird. I don't okay. want to do that. Yeah. And mom doesn't like her, so why should I like her? Type yeah. of thing. Okay. And mom's never done anything wrong by me. Little does he know all the crap that she has done to Mary and yeah, Francis, exactly, and right. probably to her son you know inadvertently so but again it, that's why kind of this episode was interesting because it was him kind of discovering and i'll be interested to see where they take his character because they he's should have a family therapy fast. session could you imagine that because all the things claude could come out with all the things francis could well come narcisse out with. would go in there too because narcisse has been with claude and Catherine and uh, and also uh lola and <laughs> it's it's like it's their their family. Narcisse needs to write another uh, black uh, book. Black book, hand it to Charles, and just be like, "Read this. Yeah. Have fun, buddy." Advice on life. All my secrets. Yeah. Um, let's let's get into England. Uh, you know, I, I love kind of being in England. Now we get Elizabeth really on her own without Catherine, and she's making moves on her own. Uh, and she, in many ways, loses Robert, her lover. She does. She really—I mean, I don't think she. Did. She thinks she she would lose him if he went to Scotland. But mm. so they are trying to send Robert to Scotland. Her yeah. her um, as I'm sure you know, um, who, well, I don't know, uh, her, her mistress, her Mister, the man Robert Dudley, who yeah, is it Dudley? So who's the guy that she falls in love with? Dudley. Dudley. Yeah, yeah. Robert okay. Dudley. So he's in already. He's in already. Yeah, yeah. Okay. from the get go, we know about their affair. We've met yeah. his wife too. Okay. They're trying to send him away because her council, or at least a couple people on her council, like kind of know what, that he's distracting her and whatever. Okay. And she doesn't want him to be sent away. Yeah. And so she finds a way. She basically, like in front of the entire council, says he's not good enough. He can't go to Scotland right now to be our double agent. We need to send somebody else. Okay. So. Because everybody was, like, worried, oh, if you keep him there, like, they're going to all... Everyone's going to know that you're, like, sleeping with him, mm. and... Uh, but that's right. I feel like everyone does know. I know. <laughs> that was why it was stupid. It was really stupid. I don't like them painting Elizabeth at, like, this... Like, she's such a strong, strong person and character in real life, so mm-hmm. it's interesting now that they're kind of... They're kind of painting her like a petty little brat. Yeah. Who's just like, I don't like Mary, and I want Dudley to stay here, and I don't want to get married. Like that's like literally how I feel like she's acting right now, and I'm I'm like, come on. It's I think Queen she's Elizabeth. stronger than that. I I I think I think they're painting her as 
a woman that, yes, uh, has emotions just like a man does. I thought you were just going to end on, I think they're just painting her like a woman. I was going to be like, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, I did not say that. And I, you know, I, I think they're painting her no different than Mary, which I think both are really strong people. Unfortunately, it's just, you know, all those things are looked down upon by this society. Mm-hmm. So I think it's accurate. I don't know. I'm you excited disagree. to see where. I, no, I agree. I, it's more relatable for obviously a modern day audience to see these two very, very strong women. But no matter how strong you are as a character, you are also flawed. Everybody's flawed. Nobody's perfect. And so, yes. But it's just, it's annoying to see. She just seems more whiny than Mary has ever been. Oh, really? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at the, at the same time, they got to paint her bad, right? I mean, what she yeah, does she to her friend. Yeah, she is supposed to be the villain. Yeah, Donatella. You know, I mean, right off the bat, she asks for a favor, and then it gets flipped when she's like, okay, well, I guess i got to sacrifice you. Yeah, she Mary has- would never do that. Certainly not to Lola. That's why Lola needs to, or, yeah, Lola needs to pick Mary, not Narcisse. Okay, well. I'm going back to that already. <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited to see what happens next week. I didn't get to see the preview for next week, so I don't really have many predictions. Um, but I'm excited to see kind of where... Now that... Because Elizabeth did choose a spy, Nick Nicholas, uh, to be her new ambassador to France. So we are having a double agent now go to Scotland from England. Okay. And so I think we'll have more kind of connection to the two... The two places. So yeah, because gonna... Elizabeth was our connection at first. Well, Catherine. Or Catherine. Mm-hmm. And um, now, yeah. Now, now are they be... shooting the English scenes in in Toronto as well? I was. I, I think they are. Yeah. I mean, I know they do. They do like a couple <laughs> weeks so in, in Ireland mm-hmm. at that one castle yeah. that they do all the exterior shots at. Yeah, exactly. Um, did you ever get to go there? No, no. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I think they only shoot like the plates there. I, I, I imagine, I, I guarantee it's probably you know they're right next door to each other. Like, hey, can you quiet down? We're shooting Elizabeth scenes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's probably in the same studio, but no, I, I know a couple of them went out to the to Ireland last summer and did a bunch of scenes out there. But the castle that they shoot at is so pretty. Like you mm. can stay there as like a hotel. I, I know I did a castle. castle. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did a I did a castle corner, which is like kind of when we talk about a castle yeah. uh, on the show uh, about where they shoot, and it's just a really really cool place. And you can it's a hotel, and it's just oh, cool. beautiful. So yeah, it's in Ireland though. So if you ever that's want. the good news. I've mm. learned that most of these castles you can get married at. If you want to, yeah, go. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, can one of my friends get married at an interesting location? Love, no. <laughs> love you all, but I'm traveling all over the country, and I'd love to go to England or somewhere in, in Europe. He's <laughs> your Catholic school friends, huh? right? No, <laughs> none of them are married. <laughs> oh jeez. Here we go. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Oh man. Should should we get into news? I know you said you had a lot of news because we've kind of covered everything on the episode. Uh sure. Uh, but no. Oh. All right, just getting right into it. Uh, So, uh, Heavy.com came out with uh, with an article about pictures um, that you need to see of... um, Adelaide's? Yes. I follow her on Instagram. And don't worry, they're not dirty. So get your mind out of the gutter, people. They're just cool photos of her life um, that she posts on Instagram. Well, that's what Instagram's for, right? Yeah, but, you know, uh, these are, like, really interesting photos. Do you have an an Instagram? I do, yeah. I've just, you do? I, I didn't really get into it till just recently. So, like, yeah. I, but I have yeah, measly like 380 followers. Hey, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. What's your Instagram? Uh, just Gildano or one word. Awesome. 
awesome. Yeah. Do you have like kung fu and get... horse pictures on there? Oh, t- oh, totally. Always. Totally. Oh, that's all yeah, it is. That's kung sort of... fu and horses and, uh, and or puppies, wushu. Puppies. puppies. Oh, this, <laughs> is, this is like the yeah. perfect Instagram. Why do you not have, no, why are you no, not no. like gone viral <laughs> yet? Yeah. No, I decided. Um, and then there, so there was. What's that lady been posting? Um, what about you, she well, has you're really gonna have cute to... stuff. No, I, I follow, oh, her. follow her. Okay. I do follow her. We're, she, we're no, she's the same hometown. So oh. Both in Perth, yeah. Oh, that's like on the opposite. I've never, I've been on the other side of uh, Australia, but not Perth. Ah, boring. You got to go west. Go I west. know. I haven't gone west yet. I have to cross yeah. an entire country. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot, much more expensive plane ticket. Um, mm-hmm. I road tripped Australia. Oh, really? It was awesome. Yeah, oh, very cool. yeah. I got a lot of friends in the sunny coast. So the sunny coast, the sunny oh, coast, sunshine coast, sunshine coast. Yeah, sorry, sorry. The whole coast of Australia. The, sun, the like, sunshine coast sunshine I have a lot coast, of friends because yeah, yeah, yeah. they all worked on Survivor when I worked on Survivor so oh cool yeah good stuff but yeah Adelaide's Instagram is awesome she posts a lot about cats not okay. puppies and yeah. uh <laughs> She goes to Disneyland when she with uh, other cast members. That's what's fun. I love when like you got like they cast behind the scenes or post mm-hmm. behind the scenes photos because it's fun to see kind of them in period costumes and then just goofing off. Yeah, it's yeah. like they're just like us. <laughs> um, and then she also she also kind of went on to say how she got into the accent um, for the show. I never studied American accents in terms of getting a teacher or taking uh, phonetics classes. I've always been a good mimic. It really wasn't that hard for me. But she doesn't really have an American accent in the show. It no. sounds more like British. No, no, no. no she, you mean, she means a British accent, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, maybe she's Well, I mean, the quote, the quote it says American, so... Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. she was talking about a rain. So. Did you guys talk about because obviously, like y- your character, your character, you're Scottish, right? No, or French? No, 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 no. no you're no, French. French yeah. yeah, you're French. Yeah. So did mm-hmm. did they talk to you about kind of the way your accent needed to be, or were they just like do yeah. standard kind of English? Yeah, uh, yeah. We had. I'd have a. I'd have actually. That's how I found out I was going to be killed because I had, I had a dialect session before every episode. Mm-hmm. So I'd have a. Before the last episode, I had a, a Skype session with uh, with my dialect coach. She said, and she, first thing she says, "I can't believe you're being killed off." So, what? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like because normally you find out on the table read. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so we'd have a, a dialect coach, and then we'd just work on that stringently before the episode, and and uh, yeah. So, but yeah, we, we received pronunciation was how we were meant to go. Okay. Because yeah. I, I always want because I, I remember when the show first came out, people were like, "Oh, why is like why aren't they doing French accents or yeah. why aren't they doing Scottish mm-hmm. accents and you know why is it just you know standard English or I I get what is that called the the accent that you guys uh, receive pronunciation okay. RP yeah RP yeah, yeah. Not sta- standard English yeah well yeah I'm okay with she's, it because I can understand she's not like because because I know Joss Whedon started following her on um, Twitter that like he's I think he's got it he's got her in mind for some big big job I'm sure. Mm-hmm. There's something, there's something there. Like, is she gonna be a new superhero or something? Or I don't know. What's your Maybe. favorite um, <clears throat> accent to do? Um, Irish, I think. Really? Irish, yeah. Can we hear some? Yeah, to be <laughs> sure, to be sure. No, it's like, um, yeah, it's just I don't know why, um, but uh, yeah, absolutely Irish. Irish. I, we, we, we Australians and Irish very we associate ourselves very closely with. With them, they like we're very laid back and very. You guys like to drink. Very, you yeah. guys like to party. I don't. I actually don't really drink at all. Even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've but, never uh, met an Australian that doesn't yeah, drink. Yeah, yeah, seriously. But uh, but yeah, we're famous for our drinking. The Irish are famous yeah. for the drinking, but, and they, you know, just don't take life too seriously. I guess. Yeah. It's like right. like um, it's our it's our flaw as well as a positive, I guess, for, <laughs> for the Aussies. 
All yeah. right. Well, you're hopefully one of your favorite segments of the entire show, Castle Corner. <laughs> do we have a theme song for that yet? I know we did at one no, point. No, but we have a bed of music. We do? That we sometimes play. All right. Give me my Castle Corner for this week. I'm excited. Um, First of the season. Here's the, uh, Marissa, one of our producers here, she makes fun of me because I picked the hardest um, uh, castles to do. Um, so, Keaton, <laughs> why don't you tell us which castle we're doing? Um, it's from Sweden. It, it looks like it's... <laughs> Boss Jokloster. Oh my lord! <laughs> there you go. Now, oh my god! I think I got it. Now, interestingly <laughs> enough, we're going with the theme of tonight. It, it, um, we're, we're going to bring up the pictures for you guys. So you bring up the picture of that castle, do you? Yes. Yeah. Where is it? It's going to come fantastic. right there. Yep, we're bringing it up okay. for you guys. And um, you know, the interesting part is that it started off as a nunnery. Okay. In the 16th century, right? So we're going with Keen's theme here. <laughs> Who finds these castles? Uh, we, we, we just did. pick one we at just random. We pick one at okay. random yeah. every week. <laughs> uh, and so the, the estate uh, then became uh, became uh, Danish crown property. It was uh, donated to the former Archbishop of Lund, um, oh, Tor- uh, Toran Bell Bill, under the condition that he take care of the remaining nuns. Um, and in 1560, Frederick II of Denmark gave the estate as a barter to the widowed uh, Scandian noblewoman Thel. Ustand. Her initial. Yeah. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> well, you can take these names. Fair, fair enough. Okay. This sounds like Monty you know, Python, the Holy Grail. I know. <laughs> is this a true story? Uh, is yeah. this true? This is true. Okay. You can keep reading, Keaton. What? Uh, what? The castle passed. Okay. Yep. Yeah. The, the castle passed to the Beck family through marriage in 1629. But when Jacum Beck lost the family fortune, it was sold to Corfitz. Uh, <laughs> Udfeldt to repay his debts. Udfeldt was a Danish aristocrat famous for having switched sides. When he showed up at the at peace negotiations at the Treaty of Oh my gosh, these words, Phil. <laughs> um, Roskilde proceedings to negotiate on behalf of Sweden. He was convi- convicted of treason treason by a Danish <laughs> That's a regular word. That's a regular word. Yeah, I don't have. <laughs> Soon thereafter, he was also convicted of treason by a Swedish court. That he's failing right there, and was forced into exile. His wife, daughter of uh, Christian um, the Fourth, was captured in his place by the Danish authorities and was imprisoned in the Blue Tower in Copenhagen for 22 years. Sounds like the Tower of London type of thing. The composer Hilding Rosenberg was born here in 18. 18- uh, oh, that's cool. So, um, no, you know Hilding Rosenberg? Do you? Yeah, you do. Well, no, I don't. But he's a composer, and like okay. he was born. I, I assume he's. He must be somewhat important because, I don't know. Why else would you be reading Why about it? Why else would I be reading about it? Um, the castle was uh, su- sequestered by the Swedish state and fell into despair after a lawsuit in 1735. This castle was returned to the Beck family who renovated the castle and sold it in 1908 to uh, Count Philip Bond, whose family still owns Bosch Josh Lost. <laughs> By the way, one of the reasons that I took a little bit long just to give you an insight into the behind the scenes was Keaton was skipping over the hard words. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> I, awesome. them. I had to skip over the hard yeah. words. All right, so we have some photos here. And, 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 you know, the interesting part, so I'm learning just even this for myself. Uh, castles come in all different shapes and sizes. And so as you, as you guys can see and, and we're watching... It looks like a nunnery. It, yeah, it does exactly. look like a nunnery. It does not look like a castle Get at all, but it does have a moat. It, it, yeah. It's got a moat around it, and uh, there's an aerial view um, of it. That there, there's from the inside, oh, and that, cool. that's the aerial Beautiful. view. Um, so, again, it, not your typical castle, but a castle nonetheless in Sweden. I like it. I like it a lot. So that's yeah. how it sounds today, huh? Yeah. That's okay. really cool. Thank you, Phil. 
So there, there you go, Castle Corner of, <laughs> of the day. If, if you can say the word, you can get ten extra points. Yeah, somebody can somebody like tweet at me how to say that like phonetically. That would be helpful. Thank you, just for learning purposes. All right, <laughs> and that about wraps it up for today's episode of the Rain After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Uh, Keaton, Marky, where can the good people follow you? Oh, you guys can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Keaton Markey. I keep it simple. There you go. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Gil Darnell, or at one word. And don't forget to check out Fox's Bones Thursday nights yes. at 8 yes. p.m. That's right, that's right. And the that's photographer. Fun. I'm going to look him up. Yeah. Oh, he's a, one thing about this guy. He's, he's my Facebook friend now, so like every one of his photos is just amazing. It's just like, about, like, like, like. Follow somebody. him on oh, Instagram. Yeah, seriously, right? <laughs> there you go. Uh, thank you guys and follow us here at AfterBuzz TV, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And if you uh, if you like to watch us, go to YouTube.com slash AfterBuzz TV. Subscribe there. Or if you're listening on the iTunes and podcast side of things, be sure to comment there. Uh, we appreciate your support, and we love doing this for you guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.